Even before the outbreak of COVID-19, CFOs everywhere faced a plethora of social, economic, political and technological changes that had created a perfect storm of uncertainty for their organisations. The events of 2020 might have turned the world upside down, but as things tentatively start to spin again, what are the key things for finance leaders to think about for the road ahead? I'm Steve Dunn, and today you're listening to the Workday Podcast. I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Sanjay Segal, Principal of Finance Transformation at KPMG. Welcome today, Sanjay. Thank you, Steve. Nice to be here. Yeah, great to speak to you, and uh, obviously in uh, in interesting times, interesting circumstances. I hope you're um, you're keeping well out there in the U.S. Well, yeah, I mean as well as we can keep, uh, trying to stay safe and do as best as we can with our families and friends. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, um, I really appreciate your time today. But um, before we dive in, just for the benefit of our listeners here on the Workday Podcast, could you just give us a bit of background on yourself for what your work and, and what you do with KPMG? Yeah, well, thanks for uh, having me on. But basically, a partner here at KPMG with 20 plus years of finance expertise and helping companies really transform finance processes with technology and process improvement. Perfect. I wanted to really start by asking, you know, what you're hearing from finance leaders around the current crisis. You know, clearly we've never really had anything like this before. The word unprecedented is obviously being bandied around a lot. But what are those major issues that finance leaders are hitting and how are they dealing with those challenges as well? Well, you know, I tell you, the last few weeks, as you can imagine, it's all been around liquidity and cash. Everything, as you can imagine, Steve, is about how do we keep liquidity in the system and how do we get as much cash as we possibly can? What's interesting is we're starting to see a shift, at least here in the U.S. Now we're getting back to work. And so there's more of a, what I'd call a midterm focus around working capital, getting our finance resources back into the workforce. So how are we going to slowly get back into the workforce? And, and some more focus on cost management uh, in general. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I think you, you kind of touched upon it a little bit there, Sanjay, but you know, there are so many unknowns within the situation that we're, we're currently in. I mean, how are the finance leaders thinking about business planning, obviously, you know, fundamental, you know, and how important is scenario planning as well, you know, dealing with so many potential different outcomes that we're, we're facing as well? Well, I'll tell you what, this, I think, unfortunately, this pandemic has proven out a couple of things that are, are critical. One, in the first few weeks of everything that's happened, I think there were companies, CFOs and finance organizations were running scenario planning and scenario models literally two or three times a day to basically analyze what should we be doing. And what we started to see is a couple of things that are really coming out now that are that are their focuses. First of all, like you said, I think you hit it on the nose. We need to be doing scenario modeling, right? And have scenario planning top of mind. And we got to be able to pull that quickly. So we need to be efficient and be able to drive the right levers and pull the right kind of uh, assumptions in and make those changes right um, quickly so that we could start to kind of give us, you know, a, a scenario one, a scenario two, or a scenario three. But coupled with that is really starting to see a bit of an increase on the forecasting part. So as we started to close quarters, some companies have had closed year ends, they're starting to do a better job of thinking about forecasting into the future. And I think that's where we're starting to see finance professionals really, really try to better assess what does the future hold for the business, whether it's on the earnings side, whether it's on the cash side. And I think that's where the big shift is happening right now. So it all makes perfect sense. And I think from a workday perspective, you might or a KPMG perspective, you know, what are the, what do you think the, the, the barriers are to, to kind of moving to more dynamic planning models and in terms of, you know, being able to do more effective scenario planning as well? 
Well, you know, I think it's, it's, it's twofold, Steve, organizations, right? Obviously, had forecasting models and, and had scenario models, but they might have been Excel-based. They didn't have some of the cloud-based technologies that exist in the marketplace. What's really exciting, I think, over the last few years is the improvement that we've seen with cloud-based planning technologies and tools. Workday has one of the best, I think, in the marketplace, right, with, with the acquisition of the Adaptive Insights. And so, now you have a solution that's taken away the hard labor of pulling all this data together right and trying to cobble it together via Excel spreadsheets. We have a, a, a platform that now exists, right? It's always on. I can always go to it. And now the hard part for you, for us is, okay, plugging in the right variables, making sure we get the right data and insights into that and trying to pull all that together so that we can really make better decisions. And I think that's kind of the exciting part of where we are now coming out of this situation is, we have technology and tools that are available to us. We just need to now employ them in our current processes. Yeah, no, I think you've, you've uh, you really hit the nail on the head with, with that one. And I think you, you were talking about, you know, some of the traditional tasks that, that finance, um, you know, has to do in, on, a, on a daily basis. And, you know, this new world we've moved into, you know, where remote working has, has become uh, the norm, you know, it's been the must businesses having to operate in new ways to get through. And, how are finance leaders thinking about those traditional tasks, such as closing the books against the backdrop of actually having to operate remotely as well? well I'll tell you, I, first, I give a lot of credit to every finance professional that's out there. I mean, closing the books in some companies and a lot of my clients is, you know, in its own right, takes a lot of effort. So right. add, add on doing it in a remote work environment makes it even more complex. And I, I think this is the exact pivotal point that I would say finance needed. I really believe we're embarking on a new digital era here in finance. And in that, I think to your point, we're gonna see how do we automate as much as we can? You know, we at KPMG use this term extreme automation. We need to be looking at every finance process that exists and think of ways that we can automate as much as we possibly can. And so we should be able to get to, if you think about it, a closed process that's touchless. So a touchless closed process where there is no fingers in that process. And so you might say, well, how do you get to do all of that? Well, I mean, there's a lot of process changes that need to occur. But at the end of the day, we need to think about putting the right tools and technologies in place as well with those processes so that we can actually get to that. And then to your point now, if we do get back into an environment where we have to work from home remotely, et cetera, we're not as stressed about that because we've created a very automated set of processes. Yeah, that, that's, that's an interesting one as well. And I was thinking about automation and you know, I was reading some research from, from MIT recently about pandemic preparedness and how that's going to speed up AI deployment and, and the pace of innovation. I was, I was wondering in terms of, you know, they're kind of seeing a mix of job positive and, and job negative impacts of, of te that technology coming through. But do, do you think this is, this is kind of the pivotal point? This is where we're going to see automation finally become a, a reality for finance. Is something they're going to achieve this time? I absolutely agree 100%. Like I said, I've been consulting with finance folks since 96. And I remember the pivotal points in our careers when we hit Y2K, where we were putting in ERP systems. We had the 2006, 2008, we wanted to get more efficient, but guess what? Technology wasn't there. I think in this age right now, we have the technology and the tools available to us to basically make that leap forward. And I, and I think we'll look back at this time, maybe this period, you know, obviously we'll have a lot of sentimental aspects of it too as well. But we as finance professionals, will look at this period as the time that it was a big change agent for us. And the companies that take advantage of that, I think are really going to be the ones that leapfrog into the future. 
Yeah, that's an interesting standpoint. It's one that we've heard a few times in, in different pieces that we've been writing and podcasts we've been working on. Thinking about cash management, again, liquidity for a second, which you, you talked about at the top of the show, but you know, given many businesses have been forced to kind of close their doors or restrict operations, what are you hearing about how finance is managing you know, these elements of the business, particularly around sort of things like you know, credit management? How are they learning to yep. be more effective around things like that as well? Well, I think, like you said, everybody rushed at the beginning, right, to preserve as much cash as we can, hold any of the revolvers they might have had. I think when they've gotten through that process, now what finance is really focused in on is around, to your point, is strengthening the balance sheet and thinking of ways internally. So they're doing some, they're doing some traditional things that we would always expect finance to do is they could be running strategic cost improvement programs across the organization with the support of the CEO. And so trying to look for opportunities for, at least in the interim, for them to basically strengthen their balance sheet. And so if they can do that, as you said, through the period of when they're restarting, and perhaps we get to a business environment where we are back to 50, 60% running smoothly, then I think things will start to get back a little bit into the normal situation. Which leads actually quite neatly into my, my next question, which is one observation of, of all of this uncertainty is that you know, finance actually needs to, to improve how resilient and, uh, they are and, and how agile they are indeed to, to thrive. If we get another the round of this uh, outbreak or another major disruption hits you know is that happening or, or does finance have work to do to be ready for future disruption i would say this i think finance has made some good steps but i think we have a big opportunity to take a giant leap forward I really, really, really believe this. You know, you think about it, the processes that are ripe for big opportunities for transformation. The forecasting process, which you and I just chatted about at great lengths, there's an opportunity to leverage artificial intelligence, external data and internal data, and create an automated forecast process. I mean, imagine, Steve, if you wake up in the morning and you have a forecast waiting on your PC that basically now you can take to your CEO, your CFO, or others and have a dialogue on hey, how does that forecast look, right? And, and adjust that forecast. Where I'm seeing it is, I think finance, prior to this crisis, were starting to dip their toe in transforming. But I think what this crisis proved is there's work to be done. It wasn't that they didn't have the ideas, but now it's time to execute. Because to your point, if we don't execute, I think we'll be stuck in an environment that's going to create similar sets of issues if something should rehappen again in the fall or the winter. Yeah, no, great points. You touched on, on on the vast majority of things, and you know you've you've gone into great detail. I think we've only been talking for sort of ten minutes or so, so we've, we've managed to uh, to span the uh, the topics, which is great. I think my final question, Sanjay, if I might, is you know just to ask if there's one thing that CFOs and, and other finance leaders should be thinking about before they they go to bed tonight. You know, what's the one thing they should be focused on when they uh, if they're getting any sleep right now, right? But if, when they wake up the next morning. They probably aren't getting much sleep as they, as they <laughs> think about that. But I had to give them one thing to think about is obviously they're doing everything as they possibly can to survive and keep their teams motivated and keep companies operating in the most efficient way. I just ask as they go to bed, just to make sure they balance the short term versus the long term. And so as you wake up in the morning, think about what is it that you can do to help drive finance more strategically into the future so that we can become more, as you said, agile, right? And become more resilient as we go forward in this new world that we're about to embark on. Absolutely perfect. Sanjit, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate you joining us on the Workday podcast today. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. I'm Steve Dunn. You've been listening to the Workday podcast with Sanjay Segal from KPMG. Listen or subscribe for more. Thank you. Thank you.